Hi guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of Nick Even Times. We have an awesome guest, we have Sabrina Strawoski. Sabrina is a former fashion, beauty, marketer and social media expert turned entrepreneur. Sabrina discovered her passion for podcasting and Sabrina hosts her own podcast called Pretty Sure Podcast, a show for millennials who are still figuring life out. Welcome Sabrina and thanks for coming on my podcast. Hi and thanks again for having me here even though we've had some technical issues today. <laughs> That's why. How's it all going over in Mexico? It's all good, you know. It's the middle of the week almost. I feel like um it's already Thursday at some point, even though it's only Tuesday. Um, like we were talking before we went on air, it's been a hard and busy day with lots of calls, but I really enjoy episodes recording, so I'm excited to be here and to talk to you. So am I. Um, how has life changed for you and how have you dealt with the pandemic? Ooh, hard question. So life has changed. First of all, right now I can't go back home. So I'm visiting my family since December, mainly for Christmas and all of those things. I usually live in Paris, but I'm in Mexico and I can't go back home. Obviously, that's uh, one thing. Right now, borders are closed. Uh, second thing is I don't think my business or my podcast would have existed without the pandemic. Because, you know, a lot of free time, a lot of staying indoors, people having the opportunity to talk to me. Otherwise, I don't think, you know, I could have met the incredible people that I have so far. So a lot has changed. I think it. All right, let's just jump straight into it. <laughs> For the listeners, who is Sabrina? So I would like to say that I am a traveler at heart. I grew up in different places. I've lived in 17 places, cities so far, including seven countries. I travel with my parents all the time with friends, pre-COVID, obviously, because right now I'm, as you've heard, stuck in Mexico. But I used to travel a lot. I also did fashion and beauty for a really long time, so for seven years. So that's still within me. You know, I still wear these crazy outfits, care a lot about skincare brands and makeup. My friends constantly ask me what to wear, what to buy. And I'm also, like I mentioned before, I'm very resilient. So I never give up when a challenge comes to me. I always try to find creative ways to solve it and to follow my heart's desire, even if some people might think I'm insane, crazy, or like it's not the best idea. I will go head first and then figure out the rest. That's amazing. All right, let's take this back to growing up and your family. Yeah, so I had an interesting childhood because I'm half Mexican, half German. So my parents live in Mexico. They met here. My dad has been living in the country for over 28 years. But my mom, you know, she has always been kind of like a black sheep as well in her family. She's not very traditionally Mexican. So I grew up with both of these nationalities kind of like fighting for attention, where it's Germans are very like square headed. My dad usually says I'm very square headed. We're very perfectionist. We speak our truth. We're very direct, even if people don't like it. And Mexicans are more, you know, nice, friendly. We don't really usually say what we think. We care about other people more than we care about ourselves. So I got the best of both worlds because I got to live both um, holidays, both cultures, get more presents because I celebrated on each side. So I think it was a blast. For sure. That's amazing. Um, you used to live in Paris 
prior pre-COVID, I believe, like six months ago. Talk to me about that and how life was in Paris. Yeah, so I got to live there through the first lockdown with the pandemic, and it was horrible. We had to have a permit to leave our house, even if it was for one kilometer, which is the maximum distance you could do. Um, you could only go out, I think, once a day to walk your dog if you had one or exercise. You had to keep it to your perimeter. You had to wear a face mask, you know, all of these things. Nothing was open. Like, you could just go to the supermarket and that's it. You had to basically order everything online. And then now I think they went back to that a little bit right before I left. And in terms of general life, you know, like pre-COVID, I got to see Paris change a lot from the first time I moved there seven years ago. You know, there's this cliche that French people are not very nice to foreigners. They hate, you know, English speaking people. No one's friendly. And yes, that was true back in the day. Back when I first arrived, I didn't have many friends. People would not speak to me because I have an American accent and they would think I was American. My French sucked. So it was really hard. But through the seven years that I've lived there, and now pre-COVID, like six months before COVID, when friends used to visit me and they only spoke English, people were friendlier, you know, people would try to talk to them, befriend them. If they were lost at some point, you know, my friends would come home and they'd be like, oh my God, I met the nicest French people. Like they, we ended up having a drink because they saw that I was alone at the bar. So all of those friendly things. So definitely it's been a big change in the country and the city. Cool. And what made you move to Paris in the first place? I actually got a scholarship to study fashion over there. It was supposed to be for a year. So I was only supposed to be there from 2013 to 2014. But I ended up liking it. I ended up finding a way to change my bachelor to study over there. Then did my master. And, well, I'm still technically there, even though I'm currently <laughs> in Mexico. Like, my life is over there. So, yeah, by accident it happened. Fantastic. Um, and tell me, so you've done a lot of traveling. What countries have you been to and what's your favorite country you've been to? I've up to now visited 44 countries and it's not my mission, but it's one of my bucket list purposes to visit as many countries as possible because I thrive off, you know, eating different foods, meeting different people. You know, like we mentioned uh, with podcasting, it's t listening to other people's stories. So I think traveling, you get that a lot. And so Definitely. traveled a lot since I was a kid with my parents and then moving abroad by myself. It used to be super cheap, you know, from Paris to Poland, you could pay 50 euro round trip and you'd, you know, go for a weekend or you could go to Italy and stuff like that. So it was a really nice experience. And I have basically traveled all through Europe. I think I'm just missing the smaller countries like Malta or like Luxembourg. Um... Yeah, and like the Eastern European countries. So like Latvia, Estonia, Bulgaria, all of those countries. And I've also visited some of Asia, not all of it. Obviously, it's huge. Still want to go to India and some countries in Africa, but that's on my bucket list in Australia, obviously. Um, sure. I was planning to go last year, but COVID happened. And so who knows when I'll be able to. Maybe 2022 is the year. We'll see. I hope so. Well, welcome. Right? Fingers crossed. And in terms of favorite country, it's between Croatia and Japan. So I have great memories in both places. Croatia was the first time I traveled with a group of friends. And so I got to experience the party life, the island life, and then I went with family. So I got to experience the other side. Friendliest people you'll ever meet. Food is so good. So crazy good. 
And it's just really interesting place. And Japan, I mean, what can I say about Japan? The culture is just fascinating. I can still hear you. Alright, cut out. We'll just keep it going and I'll try and edit it out in the recording. Uh, um, okay. I'll just ask you another question. Okay, let's do it. Alright, tell me about being half Mexican German. Ooh, that's a fun one. So, being half half, I, you know, got the best of both worlds and also the worst of both worlds. The worst being I was never fully one or the other. So I would get bullied a lot when I was a child because, oh, you're not white enough to be German or like, oh, you're not dark enough to be Mexican or like you're super tall. That doesn't make you Mexican. So that's kind of like the dark side of being half half. But also the fun and cool side of being half half is I got to experience both sides. You know, holidays were amazing because I would experience the ones they had in Mexico, the ones they had in Germany. Um, we're very perfectionist in Germany. So I got that as well. I got, you know, the passport that allows me to travel everywhere. And then in Mexico, it's just the culture, the food and all of those things. So it's always kind of been like a dual thing that's battling itself because I never feel one or the other. But I think that's also what makes me interesting or my life at least. Superb. Um, Tell me about your professional career. Um, obviously fashion, um, everything to do with that. Talk to me about how it started and where you got to now. Yeah. So like I said, I studied fashion first. That's what I did in Paris. And while I was in fashion school, I got the chance to work for a lot of designers, you know, behind the scenes for their fashion shows, work in showrooms, which is basically kind of like a place where brands sell their clothes um, wholesale to malls, department stores, and all of those things. So that was fascinating. I got to live like the luxury glam life of talking to models, dressing them, doing photo shoots for them, styling all of those things. It was really fun. But at one point, I just realized I didn't love it. Like my passion wasn't in it because of the people. It was quite hard. A lot of people working in the fashion industry are more interested in what you can do for them than actually getting to know you. So I quit. I left that world. Then I went into beauty. I was doing product development, which was so fascinating to me because I had only, you know, used products myself, but never imagined how they were actually made, you know, how pigments, colors, and all of those formulas and things, which was fascinating. And I had this life-changing accident where I fell off a bike almost broke my ankle. I sprained it really badly and I just 180'd my life. I kind of realized that I had to start listening to myself. I had to start, you know, being true to myself, putting boundaries with other people and just following what my heart desired. And so I started a branding business. Um, that failed. That flopped last year. It was horrible. I hated it. 
started a podcast again by accident and I've basically turned it into my main business. You know, I do coaching now for podcasts. I have a podcast agency and I have my own podcast. So you can say I'm fully immersed in the podcasting world about now. Amazing. That's a step. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for you. Um, Thank you. Talk to me about your podcast, uh, how it helps and what's inspired you to do it and you know, what it's done for you. Yeah, so I I think it's really changed my life. And I know it sounds very dramatic because honestly, how can a podcast change your life, right? It's just like a form of media. But I really regained a lot of confidence from everything that I've gone through, from moving, from being bullied, from toxic relationships, in just sharing my story, sharing everything that's happened to me, and just hearing from other people, you know, what they've been through, hearing that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And I've gotten to interview so many personalities. I think I've had over 60 interviews now. And it just still fascinates me every single time I get to ask someone about their life. We were talking before, you know, before air that we love just discovering people's stories because you always learn little tidbits, information, advice. And it's like you're constantly in school, but then you're also this personality that's showing and showcasing other people. So I've truly enjoyed it. And that's basically what my podcast is about. So pretty sure I do a lot of puns on that. So all of my episodes are pretty sure something. Pretty sure you've done this. Pretty sure you want to do that. And like I mentioned, it's for millennials that are still figuring life out because I think we don't put a lot of emphasis on things don't have to be perfect. Like there is a lot of things you have to get through before you find your thing. Everyone has done it. It doesn't matter if they're influencers, authors, business owners, or if like they're the guy next door or your best friend. We've all gone through at least something in our lives that has marked us in a way or the other. And so I love to tell people's stories and tell my own story. So if it helps someone, I'm glad. That's, yeah, that's inspiring. 100% accurate. Um, totally agree with you on all those points. Yeah, like people's stories and everything you can learn from them. So yeah, 100% agree with you. Um, what inspires you daily? I think the world just inspires me. Like, I love to read, even if it's an article, even if it's a book, a magazine, whatever it is. I love to hear other people's opinions. I also love to watch Netflix, which sounds very weird because how can you get inspired on Netflix? But it's just about letting my imagination roll. You know, I hear about these characters. I hear about their lives. And then maybe I relate or maybe I'm like, oh, that actually happened to me and I didn't realize. So I get inspired by that a lot. Back when I was in in Paris, I would get very inspired from just walking around the city, going to a cafe, people watching, looking at what other people are wearing when it's fashion week, going to a store and just admiring the architecture. So really just like the world around me inspires me. Fantastic. What are the best things you've learned in your life so far? Ooh, that's a hard one. Um... The best thing that I've learned, I think, has to be a lesson with entrepreneurship. And it's that, first of all, you aren't as important as you think you are. Because I think we put a lot of emphasis on, oh, what are people going to say if I launch a podcast? What are people going to say if I post this on Instagram? When the reality is, most people are very self-centered. So they care more about themselves than if you're making a fool out of yourself. So that's one thing. And the second thing is really just do whatever you feel passionate about and what you believe in, because that's first of all, what's going to make you happy. And second of all, what's going to bring the money. 
we tend to focus a lot on, oh, I should be doing this, or like, this is what I studied, so I should be doing this for a living. But we don't stop and think, am I happy? Is this something that I truly like to do? Or can I improve my life and do something else? And so once you lean into that, I think no matter what you do, no matter the amount of money that you make, you're always just going to be happy and passionate because you're following your dreams. It's really inspiring and inspirational. Totally agree with you on that. Um, tell me, what are your passions aside from obviously podcasting and hobbies and interests you have aside from this? Eating. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Honestly, I do love <laughs> eating and cooking. Yeah, that used to be one of my. <laughs> it used to be one of my passions. So I'm actually a Google Maps local guide micro influencer. Um, I won a trip once to go visit them to their headquarters because of the amount of reviews that I did. So my thing was I'd go to a restaurant, cafe, boutique, whatever it is. I'd take pictures and videos of the place, would review like the architecture, the food and all of that. So I love doing that. Um, I also love going to museums. But not the classical, typical stuffy museums. Like for me, controversial opinion alert, I don't like the Louvre. I like the architecture, but I don't like the paintings that are inside because I think it's just very like stale. It's very old. There's nothing really innovative about it. Like you can go see it once and then maybe once every 10 years, but not like everyone does when they're in Paris where it's like, oh, I haven't gone to the Louvre in six months. Let's go again. And I'm like, please, no, I would rather just not. So for me, it's more about interesting art. And what I mean by that is, you know, art that thinks outside of the box or that imitates real life or things that I can say, oh, my God, that's so creative because it's so true. So it's more about the experience rather than, oh, I'm going to see this amazing painting that someone drew in 1800s. Like, yes, I'll see it once. But then afterwards, like, what's the story? You know what I mean? 100%. Um. What what does the future look like for Savannah? Oh my god, I don't know. That's the worst question anyone can ask me. Um, the only reason why is I don't know where my next city is going to be. So I have had this inkling for a while that I want to leave Paris, not because I don't like it, but because I feel like I've just been there for so long. I kind of need a refresher somewhere new, experience something else. And so I've been toying the idea of what the hell am I going to do after COVID? You know, after I'm allowed to go back to Paris and actually move somewhere, what am I going to do? And so I would like to say that I'm going to move to Canada because I love Canada and I've wanted to experience it for a while. That's in terms of living situation. In terms of business or podcast, um, I would love to eventually create events, you know, create a community that's bigger than myself become like a personality, maybe write a book. Other than that, concrete things, I have no idea. I'm the worst at long-term planning only because all the times that I've moved, I've had like a couple of months to figure it out. It's not been like, oh, I'm going to move next year. It's like, oh, by the way, Sabrina, we're moving in two months. So like pack up your stuff, say goodbye, and then we're ready. And then I'm like, okay, I guess I'm moving. So I think that's stuck with me where now I can't really tell you what I'm going to do about in six months because it could be something completely different. So I guess that's a fair estimate of what my life probably will look like in the next year. Sure, marvelous. Um, if you were 18 again and you could do things differently, what would you do differently? If I was 18 again? Yeah. You could change your life Ooh. and do something differently. What would you do? Instinctively, 
I would say I wouldn't have gone out with one of my boyfriends that I had at the time because he really messed me up. But at the same time, having said that, my gut reaction is I don't think I would change anything because I wouldn't be who I am right now. You know, I wouldn't have had these experiences. I wouldn't have come to these conclusions, these lessons, this, I guess, resilience and everything I've done. So I wouldn't necessarily change anything. Maybe I would just change how long things took me. Sure. Amazing. Sabrina, thanks for joining my podcast. I do appreciate it. I wish you all the very best with your podcast and everything you're doing in your future. Thank you so much. And I hope we didn't destroy the content with the bad tech that I was having. No, that's all right. We'll sort it out. <laughs> so good. Have a great day. Thank you. You guys too.